In our gospel today, we have the sending out of the 72 disciples. And this is different from the sending out of the 12. Obviously, it's a difference of about 60 people, but they occur in different points in Luke's gospel. And each of these two groups of people, well, they're called different things, first of all. They have the 12 apostles and the 72 disciples. But each of these two groups of people have different roles. The 12 apostles were meant to kind of recreate the 12 tribes of Israel. And therefore, they were sent to the people of Israel, the Jewish people, to evangelize to them. The 72 disciples, however, were sent to a different group of people. The number 72 was thought to be, at that time, the entire number of Gentile nations in the world. So, of course, they were sent to the non-Jewish people, the Gentiles. And if you want to draw the analogy a little bit further, I think those two groups of people are very analogous to us in the church today. You could maybe call the 12 apostles the clergy, but the 72, I think, are very close to being the laity. But if you want to draw the two together, though, and the common mission that unites them, it would be evangelization. Everyone, everyone in the entire body of Christ is called to be an evangelist, to spread the gospel to the whole world, both Jew and Greek, Gentile, everyone. We're all called to be evangelists. And it's perfect because right now we're living in what we call the new evangelization. It was originally promulgated by John Paul II, who called for a new evangelization for the world. And this new evangelization is primarily meant for people who have already heard the gospel but have fallen away. It's not exactly the go out to missionary lands like before. This is to places where the gospel has already been heard but many have fallen away. And this work has been continued through our last two Holy Fathers. And every one of us has this mission to be an evangelist because of our baptism. But you as the laity have a very special role in that. You, on a daily basis, can go to places where we clergy can't. Your families, your schools, your places of work. Those are the people that you are called to evangelize to, to bring them the gospel, to bring them Christ. And evangelization, first of all, though, is characterized by one trait, joy. And we heard a lot about joy in our readings today. Our first reading, we heard rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her. And our responsorial psalm, let all the earth cry out to God with joy. In our second reading, St. Paul reminds us to be joyful in the measure that we share Christ's sufferings. And joy is simply the happiness that we have from obtaining something that is good. So what's this thing that we have that is good that we're called to be joyful about as Catholics? Well, the Gospel reminds us that we are called to be joyful not in what we do, but who we are. We heard the words, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That simply means to be joyful in being beloved sons and daughters of God. That's our identity, that's who we are, and that's what we're called to rejoice in. If you think about it, when we first received that identity, it was at our baptism. And there were a number of things that happened at our baptism. We were plunged in the water, we were anointed with chrism, 
But the very first thing that happened at our baptism, for every one of us, the priest went to our foreheads and put the sign of the cross on our foreheads and said the words, I claim you for Christ. That means that we are his. We are his beloved sons and daughters. And that is our identity. We have a God who loves us as Father. And in the first reading, we also heard that love can be analogous to a mother nursing her child. We receive life and nourishment from God. And we're called to be joyful in this with everyone else in the church as the body of Christ, as our identity. And ultimately, in the second reading, it's confirmed that we are ultimately to rejoice in a God who loved us enough to die for us, to be crucified for us. We're called to rejoice not in what we do, but who we are. That, that joy will bring souls to Christ. Not the in-depth theological teachings of the church. As much as I love the word consubstantial, I don't think very many people come to the Catholic Church because of it. Joy and holy example by souls like you, the laity, are what bring people to Christ. And if we want a good example of this in our own day, what about Mother Teresa? Mother Teresa, the great saint who served the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, but also, as we found out after her death, endured some of the greatest desolations in her spiritual life of any saint I know. For more than 50 years, she experienced what we call the dark night of the soul, meaning that she had no light of God in her spiritual life. But what did she do anyway? She went out and served the poor, the elderly, and the sick in Calcutta, and did it all with joy. Because she knew that even going through this deep desolation, she was a beloved daughter of God. That's what sustained her. And that's what made her such a shining light to so many people. And at the end of her life, at the end of the 20th century, she was named the most admired person of the 20th century, uh, according to a Gallup poll. That was over Albert Einstein, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, everyone. She was made the most admired person of the 20th century because of her example, because of her joy. She brought so many souls to Christ because of her love. It's that spirit of evangelization that all of us are called to. She was a great example of that line from St. Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel, but if necessary, use words. Holy example and joy is what will bring souls to Christ. So let us pray today that we can take up the mission of the apostles and disciples to spread the gospel to those we encounter, to spread it with joy, and to spread it with the conviction that we are beloved sons and daughters of God.